0: This podcast is sponsored by Tell2App.com. Welcome to the Life of a Networker. On this podcast, we are featuring industry leaders from the network marketing profession to share with you the stories, inspiration, and leadership. Now, here is global business developer, leader in authentic sharing technology, your host, Mr. Mike Fedek.
1: Hey, how's everybody doing? It's Mike Fettick and Chris here with you, and we are excited. It is the life of a networker. It is a beautiful Friday afternoon here in Mexico. Just getting back myself from San Diego. Uh, Wow, what a difference when you go from the United States back home to Mexico. Uh, Everything slows back down. Things get back into a I call it like a Zen mode here in Mexico because, man, the U.S. is flying. Everybody's moving in Russian. Um, But I'm glad to be back, and thanks, Chris, for uh, lining up our special guest today. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we are in for a treat. Uh, A lot of times we bring on big field leaders, multi-million dollar earners, which is awesome from their point of view, but sometimes we get lucky enough to get a founder and a CEO who originally came from the field, which I always love and respect because he went into the the battlefield first. He got beat up. He learned the things and then went and started uh, his own company because he wanted to do things the right way. So Damon Crump, welcome to the studio, my friend. How are you?
2: Hey, Mike, man. Glad glad to be here with you and Chris, brother. Uh, You know, just honored uh, to be on the platform, man, because I know you've had so many heavy hitters uh, on this platform. So to be mentioned in the same arena and what you guys are doing uh, is amazing for the industry. I'm happy to be on with you, man, and I'm ready to rock and roll.
1: Uh, Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Well, let's just start, you know, because we all had a starting point. For me, it was I was 18 years old in high school and my assistant principal invited me out to a presentation and I got started in the industry. Uh, So it was actually a live meeting um, that got me into the to the industry. Tell us a little bit about where you come from and uh, how did you get started and what was the tool or the thing that got you in uh, going back now uh, 15 years ago, you got started in this incredible industry.
2: Well man I um I'm originally from New Orleans Louisiana and uh Hurricane Katrina struck back in 2005. Uh, my family and I we've been serial entrepreneurs since 1994. So when I came to Atlanta, uh I wasn't looking for a job, I was looking for a business. I was like, "Hey, what can I get into in Atlanta? Uh what's happening?" And I called a friend of mine who owned a real estate agent agency and I I called him and I said, "You know, Mike, I said, "Hey man, listen. Um You know, man, 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 tell me, man, how you gonna stroke this one hundred thousand dollar check to me? That's what I called him and said. We used to play like that, and it was a Monday I'll never forget. He called me on a Saturday, Saturday morning. He said, "Hey, you know that hundred thousand check, hundred thousand dollar check you asked me about?" I said, "Yeah." He says, "I got it for you." He says, "Meet me at my office Saturday for two p.m." I remember the time, two thousand and six, October, and literally, I was there at one p.m. I was the perfect prospect. I was on time. I was ready to rock and roll. And man, when I got there, I was introduced to the industry. It was a travel company. Uh, all the young lady did was pop the DVD in. And, and I don't know if you remember the success magazines. Oh, uh, sure. She showed some stories out of success, success magazine magazines. And literally I looked at the young lady and I said, man, if she can do this <laughs> and she's making money, I'm going to kill this. And man, we uh, embraced it and we never, ever, Uh, look back, you know, with that first move.
1: Man, that's incredible, you know, and you're bringing back memories. The Success Magazine, um, I will probably say it's probably made me the most money of any tool in my career because we had a special one time because our company, pretty much every company that got featured in it would have a special at convention. And I remember when they were a dollar, man, our our CEO said, listen, they're going to be a buck. And and we, I mean, truckloads. I remember a a leader out in California uh, had a semi-truck come in. And unleashed them into his driveway. And they had a forklift mm-hmm. unloading those magazines back in the day. So I definitely remember, man, and that's awesome uh, how you got started. And uh, let's let's talk a little bit about in today's world of, of network marketing, it's definitely changed um, compared to even 15 years ago. I would say, really, in the last five years or seven years or so, things have really just amped up, thanks to things like social media, uh, with the Facebook, the Instagram, the LinkedIn, and all that. Tell us a little bit about um, what you feel the importance of at least understanding the basics of social media. Because so many people are, maybe they say, I don't understand that. I'm not going to waste my time with that. But if you're looking to build a business over the next five and 10 years inside of this industry, you better learn some basics. Would you agree? And and, and as as a CEO, do you have some of your most successful people in the field using Facebook groups, Instagram, social media, and stuff like that?
2: Well, can I if I be very transparent and honest, man, yeah. um, I think social media uh is truly a big part of not only just this industry, the marketing landscape as a whole, uh, it should be used. Um, but we have just probably to uh, June 1st would be our second year anniversary, and we may we probably just came on to social media maybe 90 days ago. <laughs> and the reason being is because I'm an old-fashioned guy, I come from the jungle. Uh, you know, you eat what you kill. And man, I was accustomed to getting out there, making it happen, going for it. And it kind of translated. But thank God we just had a residual product that uh, we have to where it didn't take a lot of bells and whistles for this particular product. So my thing that I would say, absolutely, social media is needed. It's a great part of the landscape. But we're kind of just just starting to transcend, uh, transcend into that particular space in reference to marketing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I agree with you, you know, because here's what I did find is I I was talking to some leaders. uh, There's a great event for our listeners that are listening in. um, When it comes back open again and we're back to normal, uh, ANMP event in Dallas, uh, Texas is a phenomenal networking event. I like it because it's under a thousand people, some of the best of the best. And anyways, that's where for me, um, I got to talk to some leaders. And a lot of those leaders were sharing with me that You know, they got into social media, but at first they were pushing against it because they were like you or say, look, this is how I built. This is what I know. And it wasn't that they said that that's not going to work. They were just holding on to, I think, as long as they could, this old school mentality of of that. But it still works. Old school school still works. I think that the best combination is old school with the new school and mixing them together right? It's my same belief when I talk about politics. Republican and Democrat both have some great ideas. Why don't we put the darn thing together and create a wonderful country, right? And I just live in, I live, uh, DeMond, I live in the middle of everything in life. I always think there's a middle to it all. Um, And so I believe that both learning the basics of social, sticking with the old school um, is still great, you know, because, listen, I think the uh, Polaroid pictures, right, they just came back out the last couple of years. I see all the kids using that. So it'll be funny uh, in another five years or so if cassette tapes or DVDs come back out again, (laughs) we'll be be back passing them out. But uh, let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk about something that I know without even uh, knowing you for a long time. I know it's probably something important to you personally for your company as a CEO for your field um, is personal development. What has that meant to you over the last 15 years?
2: Oh, man, that now that piece right there, man, that that can't be compromised Um, because, you know, truly not. And I I have a saying, I don't truly believe you can be a good leader if you're not a good human being. I I believe that, you know, I just truly believe uh, that self-development helped you along that journey. Uh, You know, in terms of the mindset, because you got to realize, you know, even if you take someone like myself, man, I'm a guy that comes from the street of streets of New Orleans. I don't have an Ivy League uh, background or haven't been to college. So it had had to take self-development for me to actually bring myself to the level that we've been able to achieve in this industry uh, because I only knew what I knew. So when I started getting into the Jim Rohn's and the Napoleon Hill's and the John C. Maxwell's and going to these events and conventions, now I started to be transformed mentally, understanding that you have to become what you want to attract, you know, because at one point in my career, Mike and Chris, I couldn't attract any leaders, man. Nobody. I, you know, I, I only could, could, you know, you know, attract people like myself or, or, you know, people that didn't, you know, had a lower mindset. But then, once I started developing and transforming, and uh, you know, you know, got you know some sharpness about myself, man, I started bringing in the type of guys that can impact your business and uh, take your influence to the next level. But 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 uh, 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 self development, man, is a must. And and another footnote, one of my favorite that a lot of people don't talk enough about. uh, I know Napoleon Hill, people love uh, think and grow rich, but he has an audio series. It's called Your Right to Be Rich, and literally. He's doing a live audio in Chicago. He's speaking. Man, when I tell you that's one of my favorite number one to this day, impactful uh you know self-development tool that I go to is Napoleon Hill's Your Right to Be Rich, man. I mean, it's better than thinking we're rich to me.
1: Man, that's such that's such great nuggets. And I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, Insight on your right to be rich by Napoleon Hill. Because for some of us out there, me personally, I do rather listen uh, to audios and stuff. I absorb it better uh, myself. And I remember one time when when I when I thought that you know that that wasn't good enough that I had to be a reader because everyone said you have to read. Then I heard Holton Bugs do an interview one time. He goes, "Man, I don't read no books. I just listen to books. Don't tell me what I'm supposed to do. I, I know what I'm supposed to do. What what works for me." And I go, "Man." you just just confirm that for me, then it's okay that I listen to audio. Although I still try to read as much as I can when I can, just because I know it is good for the brain. Um, but man, I'm so glad you told me about that. I'm going to grab that this weekend um, and listen to it. And and for all of our listeners out there, here's what I love, Damon, about our audience here. The life of a networker is... A lot of brand new people just getting started in the industry. Some have been around a while, but they haven't really got started. They're looking for that nugget. They're looking for maybe this interview, that one thing is said here that clicks for them and, and it's their time. It's their season uh, to really blossom. But then there's the veterans, those that have been around a long time, been making millions and millions of dollars uh, in our industry. And so no matter where you are as an audience member, I think that this audio would be fantastic for each of you if you haven't got a chance uh, to listen to it and share it with your team. Because I believe in that when you provide value to others and you can help somebody else in their life be better, your life is gonna be better. Don't expect it to be better because you're doing good things. That doesn't work that way. Do good things out of your heart, and good things will just happen to you. Uh, awesome. So, man, I appreciate that. Let's talk a little bit about culture because I know to be a successful leader, you gotta build culture. But let alone on top of that, to be a successful company like you guys um, and to be able to be where you are today, the momentum, the customer base, there's got to be some culture. Tell us some things um, that you guys do within the company or maybe some of your successful leaders do around culture, events, parties, different things like that, that have helped you guys come together and, and be you know, one that you are.
2: Well, that's amazing um, that you say that, because literally right now, man, I'm, uh, I, uh, Wells Fargo uh, uh, granted us a scholarship to Tuck uh, School of Business at Dartmouth College. Nice. Um, you know, they saw the business model uh, that we have and they were like, "Demand, you know, we want to send you here. And, and one of the things that, you know, I had a chance to share uh, in the business class uh, at Dartmouth College was culture. One of the things we've done is created a culture around our product. And what do I mean by that? Like, for example, we're having a um, grand opening next Saturday, June 5th of our brand new 14000 square foot corporate office. Right. Um, but in within that weekend. I'm having a fun run. We do 5K run walks, you know, because we also have a mission attached to the product, you know, educating uh, women out there and young girls about the challenges they face monthly. Um, along with that, we do galas, you know, tuxedos, gowns that people get a chance to put on. I just uh, uh, I came back from Miami uh, several weeks ago with 65 people on a yacht cruise um, right. that we do speedboat tours. So, in other words, What I'm saying is that we're getting people, I'm talking about not only distributors, Mike, customers that are engulfed with the product because now coming to those walks, taking pictures, everybody have their T-shirts on, coming to the galas. You know, man, we're doing fundraisers with organizations We've given out 30,000 packs of sanitary napkins and panty liners. So now the culture behind the product is starting to gain momentum like you won't believe. And when you build a strong culture, man, you're going to get people locked in because now they're locked into more than the company, the product. They are locked into the culture of what you're actually sharing and showing them. And they love being a part of something special
1: man that's that's just so you said so many great things in there and and you know like you said one of the things that's such a simple way to get the message out there, to rally people up, is doing events, like you said, having yacht parties. And listen, if you're brand new and you're like, well, listen, I can't afford a yacht yet, right? And make sure you say yet uh, as you state that stating, but you don't have to be on a yacht. You can go to a a park, a free park with a pavilion and volleyball and have a barbecue and do a potluck and have everyone bring a dish. The point is, is gathering people like Damon said together um, that are even customers that are excited about the product and then putting some gear on, right? Putting the shirts on, putting the logo, putting, you know, something out there. And then everybody take pictures on social. People will say, well, what is that? What's going on there? Because people are attracted more to the culture if it's done right than they are the business or the product at first because they may not even know what the business or the product is. They just walk by the park and go, man, who is that group of people? They're all smiling. They're all happy. They're all polite. You believe it, Demon. if you walk by a your company, I can already know for, for 100% guaranteed. If you guys are having an event and I walk by and I wave and say hi, I bet you most people are going to wave and say hi back and smile to me, right? Because you built 100%. that culture, right? It's That's so right. simple to do those things, but uh, I do find it today that some people in some places you go they're just not happy, right? They're just not happy. And for whatever reason, um, you know, you just, you want to put a light into somebody. So I appreciate you sharing that with me, man. Just a couple more fun things. And I'm going to let you run because you've got to get to, to that amazing event for that scholarship. But why do you think in this incredible industry that we've seen Tens of thousands of people become millionaires. We've seen so many people retire from their corporate jobs that they may have liked, some of them, and some of them they may not have liked. But the point is, they were able to retire and have cash flow because of their network marketing business. So, with the industry being so good, the opportunity so good, the people, right? There's some bad people, but there's bad people in everything. So, most people, though, in the industry are great. Why do people quit? What do you feel like? Why do people quit on the industry within their specific company?
2: What, I think that most people uh, what they tend to do is that they look at others, right? And what they do is they compare themselves to what they see others doing and they don't realize, you know, like for example, if a person was to look at someone successful like you might, you know, they don't realize your years of experience, right you know, your level of influence. You can pick up the phone and you can touch anybody you want in the industry. So there's a lot of things behind the scenes that go with leadership that people don't get a chance to see. So that new person coming in, they have to realize, if I if I had one thing I can narrow it down to, I would narrow it down to influence. You know, John C. Maxwell said, the most important aspect a leader can possess is influence. And I remember a gentleman from New York, um, he was in, you know, the, the industry and he was just getting started, Mike. And, and obviously he couldn't get his feet beneath him. He was getting rejected all over the place. And he called me and what I shared with him was, I said, hey, listen, man, let me share something with you. I said, it's gonna be a minute before you get on track. I says, and one of the main reasons is you don't have any influence because he was looking at me and looking at the success. Nobody tells you no, but he don't realize the first 40 people told me no when I first got started. I didn't have any influence. I wasn't known for this industry. So I had to make my bones like everybody else But what it did was that honest conversation and he wasn't misled and he was in other companies where leaders told him all type of foolish things to do. Now, this gentleman went on to become successful and he called me and he brought that back to my remembrance. He said, Mr. Crump, you saved my career. I'm forever in debt to you, man. I love you for that. You were honest with me and you told me what I needed. Going back to your original point as well, Mike, He had to go self-develop. He had to go get some influence. He had to go get in the circles, kind of make his name known. And then he was going to be able to blossom to some of the things that he was seeing on stage. And I think sometimes when we manage people's expectations, we're honest with them, man. We become straight shooters. And we tell them exactly the road that they have to travel. I believe people are hanging there, man. A lot of people misled because we dangle the carrots in front of them, and we don't tell them the process. To achieving the levels of success and those type of things,
1: man, that's that's so true, and I I agree with you so much. You know, I think back at at some of the times when I was when I was growing and, and building in the industry, you know, I did I compared myself to so many people. You know, I'd go to the convention, which are fantastic. I love big events, and ninety nine point nine percent of the time, everything you're going to get from that big event is going to be awesome. The little one percent that may get you shook up is you start to see a bunch of people across the stage that. And, and internally, it pisses you off because you're like, are you kidding me? I've been here for five years. They've been here for a year. But you said something so valuable to where it goes, no, they may have been with this company for one year, but we don't know where they came from before then. They could have 10 years building in another company. And when they came here, that company went under business and they moved the whole army. There's so many success stories in our industry, and not that they're wrong or right, or even to get into the political side of it. But the question to always ask yourself is, what is the story behind the story? Because very rarely does somebody come in in one year, go to the top and make 20 grand a month. It just doesn't happen often. Usually there's something behind that. Um, and, and you said it best, man. So um, I appreciate it. Well, Let's just wrap up with this, man, because uh, I'm trying to keep it under 25 minutes. But with guys like you and and uh, you heard uh, earlier, we had Tom Chanel and Adrian on with great people. Right. Uh, It's hard to stay under that time because we can just go back and forth about so many great things that this industry can provide people. Um, But I know you're on your way out and I'm on my way out. So let's just wrap up with with one last message from you, founder, CEO of an incredible company, huge customer base. What is the message you want to give to the person listening right now? They have been in the industry for a year. They're doing it part time. They go to the events. Sometimes they bring people. Sometimes they don't. But the point is, they're still here. They still believe there's a shot for them. What is it? What's something that you could deliver to them that maybe uh, motivates them to go, you know what? It's my time and I need to get after it.
2: Well, 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 there's actually two things I would like to uh, leave them with. Number one is, you know, a lot of times people always say activity, activity, activity drives results. It does. But it's not just activity. It's the right activity. Sure. So you know, one thing that um, that new person has to be focused on is that right activity mixed with self development. Because a lot of times, even if your business is not growing, you are growing. You need to always be growing. And when you're self developing, you actually your business is going to catch up to you. So you need to make sure sure that you stay in that lane. That's very very important. And then the second thing I would say, Mike, from the bottom of my heart, you know I believe in this because this is our foundation. Is customers. you got to be able to have a product that can get to an end user because for that small person, they're just not going to be like the heavy hitters that can pick up the phone and move 100, 2, 3, 400, 5,000 people at a time. So now for, you know, Miss Annie to be able to sell a product and make a conversion of a sale, believe it or not. That would lock her in. And right now, that's why our retention rate is so high. I mean, we're almost pretty much two years in, man. We almost got 100% retention ratio. Amazing. I'm telling you in terms of subscriptions, everything. Nobody goes anywhere. Why? Because, you know, that simple transaction, because remember, 70% of the people that come into this industry, man, they don't make a dime. They're dead on arrival. They're going to quit. They, they won't be involved. So now when they make anything. They are blown out of their mind the fact that they was able to get paid from something they've been trying to do for the longest by running after their family, friends and associates with no success. But now just being able to sell a product and make a small profit, you wouldn't believe the belief and the light it turns on inside those individuals, man. So I would say customers and, uh, you know, uh, make sure that you're self-developing, man. It's important.
1: Man, you you you're so on point, man. And it, it is the truth. Customers customers, customers. It's going to pay you next year. It's going to pay you five years from now. And it's going to pay your kids when you pass along and uh, could pay your grandkids. You never know. I mean, this, that's how important customers are. So uh, DeMond Crump, man, I appreciate you, man. I feel like uh, as we just got connected that I've known you for a long time. And, uh, and that just comes from uh, two great people meeting each other. There's energy there and that energy uh, is electrifying. And so uh, we here uh, at the Life of a Networker, uh, we just are cheering for you, man. We just want nothing but success for you, your entire corporation um, that you've built. And we look forward to having you on with some of your top leaders here in the future on the life of a network. So thank you, my friend.
2: Appreciate you more than you know. Hey, thank you, Mike. Appreciate you as well, Chris, man. And I look forward to uh, seeing more of you guys and doing some things in person, man. Having you come out to the corporate office, fly you guys out and we shoot something live from there for the world to see, man. And we'll love it.
1: Yes, sir, man. Love it. Love it. Thank you, my friend. Thank you sir.
0: Thank you for listening to The Life of a Networker. We really hope you have gotten some inspiration or value from listening to our show. For more info or to reach out, visit us at thelifeofanetworker.com. This podcast is sponsored by the Tell2 app, powered by Rapid Funnel. It's not just another app, it's an entirely new technology category. The Tell2App gives you a genuine way to build real relationships with your customers and get quality referrals with less work from you. Go to Tell2App.com and build your brand, your way, and tell your story better.